Hello everybody, this is Lindsay with Tea Time with Linz. I'm your host, Lindsay. Thank you for joining me for another week. This week, we have Poe the Passenger. I shout them out every single week because they do the intro and outro music for this podcast. And I am eternally grateful. Thanks, guys. This was a really fun interview. I hope you enjoy it. I'm not going to talk much about any other shit because why? Why? No need. Let's go right to it. You can follow Poe the Passenger on Instagram and Twitter at Poe the Passenger. You can listen to their stuff on Spotify, iTunes, their website. They've got a shit ton of videos up. Go watch them. They're going to make you cry. Heartstrings. Hello. Follow me. There's just so many. They literally have tons. Let's get right to it. There's Matt, Trent, Jeff, Poe the Passenger. Enjoy. All right, guys. Well, today we have Poe the Passenger, who do the intro and outro music. Thank you so much, Poe the Passenger, for coming on. Um, we have Jeff, lead singer, guitarist. We have Matt, bass, Trent, drums. P.S. Trent, yeah. you really look like my nephew Will. Is that right? <laughs> like, apart from the top part of your hair, which is uh-huh. blonde, his is red. And I just your... envisioned a three-year-old with your hairdo. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, no. It's okay. I take this back. It's my husband's nephew. Okay. I'm my nephew by marriage. Gotcha. Fantastic. He's, he's, he... I think he's about 27. Oh, okay. Wow. But your beard is a bit bushier. But honestly, you look kind of, it's kind oh. of creepy. I feel like okay. I'm talking to Will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send you. Will, if you're watching this, you're yeah. welcome to join our band. <laughs> you have a doppelganger now. Watch out. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for coming on to the show, guys. Appreciate you. um like i said you guys do the intro and outro music which is sweet talk and p.s like all your songs we're gonna get back around to this sure but they're so catchy they're so fun and it just for some reason it takes me back to when i was university when i was like 19 and it's like that that's what you remind me of this was like two years ago or what We are, we are so thankful. Yes. Uh, well, thank you so much. Uh, yes, you've always been ago. a big proponent of our music and uh, it means a lot to us. So uh, when you were uh, starting to show up and you chose Sweet Talk, we were so excited. Uh, that's definitely a crowd favorite. It's definitely been uh, a song that we love and adore. And it just has this great attitude that I think fits perfectly for the show. And of course, you're so sick of the Sweet Talk. Let's get down to the tea. You know what I mean? <laughs> so let's start from the beginning. Because you've been together for what four, five years? We don't know. We don't know. This I is say like maybe six. No, 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 no. no we no. we debated on this the other day. It's a common discussion we have, and I think we decided on four years. I think four we, years. yeah, that sounds four good. Four years in January of 2017. Yeah, when you're in a band, you constantly reinvent yourself. So you like to just like, yeah, this is not this is not the dawn of time. This is the dawn of time. <laughs> we're we'll yeah. just going to start over. And, and we, we don't like to talk about this, but there was a couple other members when it wasn't really even a band, it was just guys getting together and playing gigs. Yeah. And I don't want to be calling people out in LA or wherever they are. And a lot of people love to do that. love to get together just for fun and play shows and everything. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I think that was the first iteration of this band was people mm-hmm. getting together shooting the shit, jamming, putting together some songs and just having a couple performances. And then I think there was a moment where we decided that we we're going to take this very seriously. Mm-hmm. And that's where all three guys came together 
and that's that January 2017. We're sticking with it. <laughs> that is when we started, and you can't January tell me otherwise. Yeah. So, how did you guys all meet? Ooh. Tell us everything. The truth. All the that. sordid details. That's a million dollar question, right? Yeah. That is a million dollar question. Okay, so uh, we, it's it's crazy to think about. So I played in a like a trio at the beginning right and that mm -hmm. was just like the early inklings of poe the passenger and, uh, and they were so much better than poe the passenger i don't know why he <laughs> ever ever left them it was just a different it was a different it was thing so it was raw it was different it was, let me know. tell you hearing his band was like the first time i heard the beatles <laughs> i just had the one single tear come down my face it comes the it's beautiful <laughs> And, uh, you know, I, okay, I grew up in bands uh, in Chicago, as you know, and there's uh -huh. a big rock, big, big rock scene. So I, I grew up playing in bands, a bunch of different bands. None were nearly as good or any fraction of the band that we're in now, which is totally fine because it was my growth and my journey in music. But yeah. I came here, obviously, I did the acting thing. You and I know each other through that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, you know, I, I always had guitars. I always, you know, played guitar, but I was never a big singer. I was never a big front man. And then I met some guys and they kind of like pushed me to the front of the stage and were like, hey, I think if we, you know, do some shows, you should sing. Like you got a great voice. And they really kind of uh, pushed me to, to start doing that. And I kind of found my voice in a way. And, uh, you know, we were doing the gigging thing. We played at a couple of local establishments. The one we'll shout out is the Roar Room, which we hope comes back with a vengeance. Um, but we played an event there. And uh, coincidentally, so we were a three, a trio, right? At the time mm -hmm. playing acoustically. And uh, Trent was doing comedy in between band sets, which is oh, always nice. a nightmare as I can imagine for a comedian. <laughs> um, and after the show, uh, we just got to chatting with people. You know, it wasn't a full house or anything like that, but uh, we got to chatting with him and he kind of can fill in the story from there because he told us that he played the drums. Yeah. Oh. Well, essentially, I, I got talking to Jeff and a uh, past band member, and they're just saying how they're looking to go more electric, do the whole Bob Dylan thing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, that's very interesting because I'm a very subpar comic, but I'm a pretty damn good drummer. <laughs> and they're like, oh, really? Yes. And it's LA. And so everyone says things and you never know. And so they took yeah. down my number and they're like, yeah, you could totally audition. And I didn't really expect anything of it. And Sure enough, the next day I heard from them and we got to playing songs and it just seemed like the right fit. So it was kind of off to the races from there. Fabulous. And Absolutely. Matt, do you have and any? We found Matt on Craigslist. Are you familiar with? Yeah. Craigslist? We found him on the streets. <laughs> we looked desperate at the time. Yeah. He was begging <laughs> for a change. And we're like, do you know how to play a bass? Casual encounters. I was like, I've been playing bass for 85 years. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, actually, um, me and Trent go way back. We've known each other for like over 10 years now. Um, we met at Pasadena. Just really quickly, that's really cute because yeah. like we've, we've, we go back way, way, way back. Like two, yeah, we three fight years. like brothers. Awesome. <laughs> like 10 years. Because like, you guys years. are such babies still. It's romantic. It's romantic, <laughs> Linz. Uh, it's a great relationship we got. So I'm sorry I interrupted you. Pasadena City College. Oh, you're good. Yes. Yeah, so we... Uh, we met at Pasadena City College. We were taking music classes together. And um, like me, I was like a bassist. I didn't really know what exactly I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to like do something in music. And mm -hmm. um, Trent was sitting next to me. And uh, at the time, like I was just a very 
extroverted kind of person. Like I love meeting people. And so I just go up to Trent. He's I'm like middle of the class teachers teaching. I'm just hitting him up being like, Hey, those drumsticks, right? You're a drummer. That's awesome. I'm a bassist. Do you want to go to like the band room and jam for a little bit? And like, this is like one of the funniest things we go to the band room, we jam. I'm like, dude, you're really good. I'm going to call my mom and tell her not to pick me up because we're going to keep jamming all night. And like, yes, since then, like bet. we've shown each other a bunch of music and now here we are. Uh, I don't know if that mum bit is true, but it's really funny. Oh, it's 100% oh, true. It's this really guy used to true. ride his bike to school every day. It was, it was great. So that's it. why you say babies. Yeah, we were absolutely yeah. babies back then. Just trying to figure this thing out. Oh my gosh. If anything, wanted me to go to school. I was going to go to school. Yeah, yeah we're going to thank Mama Rosenblum for yeah. getting you boys together. Yeah. But um, I think uh, I'll end it right here. I think uh, after a while, I think Trent was in like Poe for like about almost a year. Yeah, right? yeah, definitely. And then when it came to like lineup changes and stuff, mm -hmm. uh, he asked if I would come on board as a bassist because at the time Jeff was playing bass and singing, which I mean, oh. if any bassist knows, train wreck. A challenge in itself. <laughs> Let me just say, we try to forget those times. <laughs> well, you guys said the Beatles. So, you know, I mean, Paul hey, McCartney is living hey, in my shadow, basically. Paul McCartney, okay? Yeah. You're right. Stop while you're ahead. Well, you know, what's his name? Tyson Ritter from All American yeah, Rejects actually, also plays bass and sings. And I think you were trying to do that too. They had some smash hits. Oh, yeah. Just come back already. <laughs> Wait, there's somebody else who does that as well. There's, well, there's a, a lot of there's It's not very no, common. Not it's not very common, but it does. The greatest. It's on the tip of my tongue. I Let's just say it. that it didn't particularly work out for us. Okay. Well. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we went through lineup changes. Matt joined the the, the league, the you know the league of extraordinary gentlemen, which was Poe's <laughs> passenger. And um, that's really when things kind of started rocking and rolling. We found our sound and we started writing songs together and uh, found the brotherhood that is this group. A lot of people ask us if we're brothers, and uh, we we love that compliment. Oh, um, like the very much a. Very, yes, exactly. Like Hanson? Hanson. Oh my god, yes. Oh my god, yes. I love that Loved Hanson. Yeah. Oh, bless your kids. That's our dream. You know, people are always like, hey, what's your dream lineup? Hanson. Hanson. No other band. Yeah. And then the Jonas Brothers and, and the then Jonas us. Brothers. Oh, that <laughs> So that kind of leads me on to my next question. Like, so sure. you, Jeff said that you all write songs together. Or like, is there a lead songwriter or you just all collab together? Like, how does the songwriting process go? Because it yeah, all... I would say it's very collaborative. I mean, Trent, you can take the lead on this. Um, but yeah, I mean, we try to write a lot, you know, for mm -hmm. a long time we lived together and we were just writing and writing and, you know. Yeah, I, I thought you did live together, but that we was did. a couple of years ago, huh? But I ruined that one. Matt okay. just moved out like a month and a half, two months ago, but Jeff and I still live together. Mm -hmm. What a dick. I know. What? That's what we say. That's, That's what they always say about bassists. Yeah. System, I know. I know. yeah. Did but, you just um, need your own space? It's, now it's anarchy. He, yes. <laughs> he moved in with his lovely girlfriend, and so we're still always... mad at him. But you know what? It works. No I'm not. Rats. I'm not going to make any uh, Yoko Ono jokes. Oh. <laughs> no, it's not like that. Trust me. She's, she's, she's wonderful. She's literally the best. She's awesome. 
she's she's wicked awesome yeah. yeah but no it's super collaborative and i mean trent you can take the lead on this I'll, I'll pass it off to you yeah uh i think it was interesting at the beginning of the band like writing was so disjointed i know in college i had some experience writing music only for myself without any vocalists and my plan was to write it for somebody that would sing and i soon came to realize there's a lot of faults in that where you have to ha you have to write with the vocals in mind and so having Jeff be there to write mm -hmm. with him, the song, the songs rather started making a lot more sense and they started coming together. And Matt was always there to kind of fill in some blanks. You know, he would kind of chime in here and there with a lyric or, hey, this might work a little better rhythmically. And so it started being this real more collaborative effort, especially when we started living together. And over quarantine, we just had a goal of writing as many songs as possible. And I think we reached... 24 25 26 songs it might even be in the 30s it, it could be more because i really believe that you need to just write at least 100 songs until you're a songwriter until you start writing something good mm -hmm. i think we've written some good stuff in the past but i think more so it's learning about writing with the people that you're with and yeah. there's a lot of dynamics in that that doesn't just have to do with music it's these interpersonal skills and even though I've known Matt for 10 years, I'm still learning about his process and how mm -hmm. he is a creative and same with Jeff, how he's a creative. And so it's really, again, about learning who they are as people and how they create and finding a center ground for that. So you get the best product out of it. Yeah. Well, so you're talking about you guys moving in together or like you've lived together through the pandemic. I was going to say, like, I feel like the pandemic didn't even affect you because you've been churning out so many music videos, so many songs, and your new song, I'm Just Like Heartstrings, the mm. video, the music video, like all of your music videos are just, like I can't, I don't want to sound rude to other bands or like to other, but you know when you watch Please it. Please do. Do it. <laughs> but you know when you watch a band's music video who are just starting out and you can yeah. just tell that it's super low quality and like they're working with like the best that they have at that time yeah but i feel like you guys' videos all look like they should be on mtv or something like the quality oh, that's right. is mtv even top 20 countdown i don't even know it's still around but yeah. you know what i mean like they're all such high qualities they're like little movies thank you wow. yeah yeah it's just they're amazing i think that comes from all of us love movies and that's uh -huh. like one of our biggest things in our friendship is that we always talk about movies classics we talk about new movies we you know we really love cinema and good you know good cinema even if it's a comedy or even if it's a you know oscar-winning flick um you know we all grew up on that and we all get to have movie nights with one another or at least we used to before you know <laughs> the <laughs> mutiny that is matt rosenblum no but we had movie nights together and like that was a big thing for us and then we can also uh, attest that to the incredible community that we've built um yeah. a lot of our friends are incredible cinematographers or mm -hmm. directors and very often the people that we associate ourselves with are people that we strive to be like or that are striving or at least making big strides in their careers yeah. and like they're on the rise we're on the rise and we're like man let's capture this lightning in the bottle and they're very excited and we've ran into situations as i'm sure you have where you work with somebody that's not as excited as they could be or oh, that yeah. doesn't treat even the smallest of sets like it's 
the biggest thing or like a professional mm-hmm. thing. And we just don't sh- click with those people. We don't jive with those people. And we've definitely worked with those people. And, you know, we're not going to name any names or anything yeah, like that. But there's but- some people that have forgotten hard drives Ooh. worth of footage. Ooh. Just in. <laughs> Drop it. But I did want to add uh, to what Jeff was saying. Is, um, and Trent put it out as kind of like a statement for us as a band a long time ago. But when we're writing songs and we're making content and stuff, like the first thing in our minds is how are we going to connect with people? And the best way to connect with people, I think, is like through storytelling. Mm-hmm. So a lot of our music has some sort of concept to it. Whenever we're writing, we're thinking like, like this character, this person, what are they feeling? What are they doing? Like, who are they talking to? Where yeah. are they in life? And I think that's why a lot of people in our community now, they resonate with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like I think the best way through communicating and reaching these people is through storytelling. So, well, you I guys have certainly nailed nailed that element. Well, thank um, you very much. You said welcome. that you've t- you've tuned into some of the music videos. I gotta ask, how did the how was your reception to Heartstrings? Oh, I love it. <laughs> I watched it when you first released it I, I rewatched it twice today oh, i've got to send you a video because thomas was completely bopping i have a oh toddler he's two years old yeah and oh, i put thomas. it on and he was like totally bopping around and then i started recording he stopped but then he carried on like 30 seconds in um, oh my goodness and it's so cute we so i played it i replayed it again over. for him um but it was just so sweet oh so yeah so i've watched it like i don't know a handful of times because it's just such a sweet it's just it's so nice Oh, and it's thank like you so much. I love seeing Chicago. Mm-hmm. I love seeing Pastina. I'm not oh, and one of you guys looks like uh, Macaulay Culkin when he was <laughs> this guy. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> really, really I was like, awesome. holy Growing fuck, is that Macaulay Culkin? <laughs> Growing up, I was cursed with that, okay? Oh, Everyone my goodness. Home alone. Oh, really? My goodness. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. if He's you're out there, yeah, we found your long lost brother. <laughs> I, was, I was a master of uh. Of Halloween costumes. That's so funny. I wasn't sure if I should say that or not because I was like, is that going to be offensive? Nah, but I'm just compliment. like, Macaulay Culkin's legend. <laughs> and Michael Jackson. Uh, oh, no. Oh, Jeff. Jeff and- no. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm you sorry. said Michael Jackson never did anything to him. Yeah. Okay. Come on. My bad. They were well, best friends. Why would he lie? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? How dare you? There's something Dutch. There's something Dutch about Nazi, yeah. black, or white? Yeah. I didn't. <laughs> filming that music video was crazy i mean i'm sure every actor that's been on your podcast has maybe said an iteration of this has stopped me if i'm being a little redundant but the process is insane Mm -hmm. putting so much work into it so much effort the thought getting the crew together getting all the stuff together the all the different locations finding the gear there's always a problem arising when you're filming anything like this and it's like real-time problem solving and we filmed for six days probably a terabyte and a half worth of footage and it came down to you know the five and a half minute video that we see today Mm -hmm. and that's something that I'm learning to really enjoy about quote-unquote filmmaking Mm -hmm. is how much goes into it how much of a collaborative effort it is and just like I don't know the the process behind it and the team behind it it's really cool yeah it's because you film in Chicago you film in Pastina and is there somewhere else you film or is it yeah, we were up in Big Bear. Is that where the snow is? Or yeah. is that Chicago? Okay. It's supposed that was... to be Chicago, but shh, shh, shh. 
Yeah, I thought that I, I thought it was I just assumed it was Chicago. It is Chicago. We just assume most people don't know that there aren't mountains in Chicago. I just thought it was a park. A snowy oh, park. That's okay. what I like for the first thing that popped into my head was um We fooled her. The New York Park. What's that? Central Park. But then oh, I was like, no, they're in Chicago, so there must be a park in Chicago. And obviously it snows in Chicago. Yeah. Gosh, like, that oh. would have been a nightmare with permitting, I'm oh sure. Oh my gosh. Well, see, yeah. that's why I was gonna like I was like, this is such high quality because I've got oh, a fucking yeah. permit for Chicago. Actually, yeah, what? we shot in Millennium Park <laughs> with yeah, oodles of permits, you know, we got the bean to ourselves, police yeah. officers, the whole nine. Yeah. Um did you have any problems filming in Chicago? Were you that was minimal. Minimal. Okay. We had some technical difficulties, but I mean we had uh, unfortunately so fortunately and unfortunately during quarantine there was like nobody in downtown gonna, chicago which yeah, made it extremely say. easy to film that's why we were able to get some of the shots of the bean where there's nobody around it and it's like yeah. something that is when you go to chicago and it's not quarantine it's literally like just oh, a yeah. hub yeah thousands of nuts and yeah. uh so we were thankful to be able to get stuff like that but unfortunately like we wanted to do some stuff on Navy Pier, which is like a you know yeah. a major landmark, and unfortunately it was closed off to the public. And anytime we tried to even just like point a camera at it, the guy was like, "Get get out of here." Okay. Um, yeah. And he didn't like our band, so. Yeah, he said, "I heard <laughs> well, you guys, and you suck. Get out of here." Yeah, he said, "This band sucks." Yeah, because <laughs> I put it off the pier. So, yeah. Um, yeah, the whole music video, like, and the bit at the end where your parents and family members all speak to you, I'm like, gotcha. "Stop oh it!" I know it's Stop. ridiculous. Go yeah. home. Well, we so all good. went in the room for yeah. what for when they did their testimonials so we didn't know what they said until the video came out yeah. oh my gosh and my my dad he's a very like logical guy i wouldn't he would admit that he's not a creative he says he doesn't know much about music and and he you know he's a lawyer so he's very like that side of the brain and then mm -hmm. he said the line trent i love the story that you're writing mm-hmm like I did not expect that <laughs> a lawyer a lawyer came up with that line I was like I've never heard my dad say anything that poetic in his life and then I asked him about it I was like so like how long did you think about coming up with that line because that's something he would do and he's like I don't know I just said it <laughs> that was probably really deep for him as well yeah, yeah. being a lawyer he dug deep and uh, Matt, Matt's dad is uh is Alan in the video the guy with the, the New York Yankees hat mm -hmm. and um man i just being there with him i'm i'll let matt talk because it's his father but just being there with him <laughs> was like probably the mo most heart-wrenching thing of the whole yeah. the whole shoot and he's of course at the end you know going rock on but i'll let matt talk about that because I, I know that that was really special for you yeah so i mean my father he's a laryngectomy patient so um he pretty much lost his vocal cords due to previous cancer mm -hmm. um that he had like 10 plus years ago he beat cancer but like he went through a lot of the radiation and all that and it just sort of like it taxed on him after a while and so he had a choice and the cho one of the choices that was probably the best choice ever was become a laryngectomy patient so mm -hmm. he talks uh, a lot like more rattly and all that and like it it's a battle it's a battle for everyone um, but I mean, at the end of the day, like we're all together and we're all supporting him. And like, he's been such a huge support for me. And, um, like he's always pushed me. Band. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like he's yeah. like always supported this band. He's always supported me as a musician, like whenever, whatever crazy kooky thing I wanted to do, like as a kid, mm -hmm. like he always supported that. 
Um, I mean, growing up, we even like collected Pokemon cards together. Like that's, <laughs> that's how so awesome. that's how much of an awesome father he's been to me. And yeah, like when I told him, "Hey, do you, you want to be in the music video?" He got so excited. Oh. Um, a true professional, might yeah. I add. Oh my god! Like, Shows up on set ready to go. Yeah, he Love was that. ready to go. He is like all excited about it, and I know, I knew it both hit him and my mom a lot. Uh, in the heartstrings when we were going through the filming and explaining what this was all about. And after seeing the final product of it, it all of us like were just awestruck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially with his performance, because it's like <laughs> he the rock on thing, he could he couldn't have done it any better, you yeah. know, like yeah. Like that just hits you right in the stomach. So yeah. um yeah to have the luxury to bring him into this was just amazing for me and like a lot of times I feel like I'm not appreciating it as much as I should but like every now and then like I stop and I think like wow I'm pretty lucky to have a dad like that and yeah. to also have a dad that's like in a music video for a band that I'm in yeah it's pretty amazing I think it's really special when you're in the creative industry or like you want to be pursuing acting performing bands like whatever it is in the creative industry but you have parents who are like 100% behind you there's something so magical about that because it's very rare maybe it's not rare but I I feel like it's rare were your parents pretty supportive of you uh they were when I got into drama school before like I've been my dad was the one who took me to my first acting class when I was seven Wow. And so I blame him. I'm like, well, it's your fault. But then, um, yeah, no, I think it's, so I, I would have been like 22. And then I got into a drama school and my next door neighbor was a drama teacher out at one of our local colleges. And he was like a big deal in our area. So as soon as he was just like, oh shit, she got into central. Then my <laughs> mom was like, is that, is that good? Is that, like she kind of needs people's approval. Oh, I see. So as soon as John was just like, uh, yeah, it's a really good song. She was like, oh, wow. So then she was on board. Oh, wow. Before wow. then, you know, but like Brits are really different as well. Brits are very like, I don't know, like there's a structure to your life. Like you go to school, you go to college, you get a job, you get married, sure. you get babies. Yeah. That's the structure. Yeah. So if thing. you deviate from that structure, it's like, what are you doing? How yeah, long are you going to piss around for? You know what I mean? Yeah, that sounds very much like the Midwest thing, right, Jeff? You were kind of telling me that. Yeah, in a lot of ways. I mean, I love the Midwest. and I love, you know, my family and my upbringing. Mm-hmm. And definitely the video of Heartstrings was to to show how much love our family gives us and how much mm-hmm. we love our families. It's definitely a testament to them. Uh, but, you know, piggybacking off, piggybacking off of what you said. Um, yeah, unfortunately, to me, in my perspective, life moved a little bit slow. I kind of yeah. wanted to be in the fast lane. I wanted to do things that other people weren't doing mm-hmm. and not to you know, downplay any of that because it's incredible to you know, go to school, get a job, meet the love of your life, have some kids. Oh yeah, house, I'm, not, things like that. I'm not and, trying to shit on that. I'm just like, no, no, no. just saying that wasn't for me. Exactly, know? same here. So, and that's why yeah. we came to crazy Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly why we came to this. <laughs> I, I think there needs to be an open-mindedness for both sides. Like, I yeah. think that's okay. If that's what you want to do in life, I will not look down on you. I think that's exactly. amazing if that makes yeah. you happy. But also there's this other side of life where 
maybe you want to be more creative or you want to try different things mm-hmm. and not go that quote unquote straight path. That's, sh- that should be okay too. As long as you're not hurting anyone or a heroin addict or whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or hurting someone while doing heroin. Or, or both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. So heartstrings is just such a, it's a cracking song as well. Like, oh, I mean, a cracking, cracking. song. Crack. Oh, we're not from Essex. What the heck is that? It's a fantastic song. Oh, fantastic. thank you. Oh, wow. Thank You're you. going to have to teach us some of these some of these slang terms for when we hop over the pond. You know Wait, I mean? have you never seen Wallace and Gromit? Oh, I did. okay. Yeah, yeah, as a kid. I loved Wallace. Cracking cheese, Gromit. Oh, that's, that's right. Not, that's cheese. And they love cheese. Gromit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the moon, and the moon is cheese. cheese. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We got it. Okay, Playmation. we're there. Yep. Yeah. Um, so with the pandemic, do you feel like it's made you a lot closer than pre-pandemic? Absolutely not. <laughs> you tit. Uh, you tit. Oh my gosh. You gotta you gotta loud. teach us some yeah. of these phrases. Absolutely. No, I, I was think... forced to move out because of it. So <laughs> come on now. Jeff no. was out of control. That was a layup right there. That was a layup. No, yeah. So just cut this bit out. <laughs> yeah. And then put, put this answer in there. Absolutely. 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 Yeah, we've really grown to love one another and especially living together during this crazy time. I mean, we were cooped up together for months and uh, you really, you know, people always tell you not to live with your best friends. Fuck that person because it's been amazing. It's been like living with my brothers. Um, I have a brother. Guys, we are the handsome guys yeah. and it's 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 incredible though it's like it's literally like having family and yeah we butt heads on small things like who does the dishes and keep your stuff on the side of the refrigerator <gasps> who's and... the messiest matt was while so he lived Faye here messiness. yeah our new roommate is the messiest no we never see he's a ghost <laughs> he's a ghost okay. he's gone i saw him the he's other day Patrick and it scared me <laughs> Like you were here the whole time. We're Imagine. here making noise and recording he just comes stuff. Out right now. Yeah, that was going on. He's I just saw him pass behind you. Yeah, I would just not kidding. be surprised. Just kidding. <laughs> He's great though. No, would you would you say that we got closer uh, during quarantine? Yeah, I think it's not just all the good stuff. I think quarantine and Corona has added another layer to so many relationships, and mm-hmm. it has forced people to look even deeper and work harder on communication and just be more observant of people's feelings and everything. And I know that it's done that for us. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's been really tough, but I feel like you kind of, we've gone through something together and now that has strengthened this bond. And now I feel even closer to these guys straight up. Yeah. And now I, we haven't made this announcement yet, We've just been talking about it amongst us, but we're uh, we're spending the next thirty days to write our first full length album. <gasps> That's that was next on my agenda. Yes, because we're also mind I see you have all these EP singles, all that jazz, and I'm like, but wait, I th- I th- I thought you already had an album. <gasps> I know, but then I saw that you didn't. Yeah, and I was like, wait, what? what happened yeah we have tons not i don't want to say tons of music out there but mm-hmm. we yeah we, we've recorded a ton of music and we put out a bunch of eps uh, some that aren't even on spotify because they're just god awful and no one should ever hear them <laughs> and they're stored away as this in this desk somewhere but yeah we found that you know we get together and we write and uh-huh. we come up with these singles and we liked that because that's kind of the name of the game now write your singles come out with the song every six weeks 
and everyone's happy. It works for the Spotify algorithm and everything great. But I think if you really want to take your band seriously, you come up with an album. And I know we came up in music in a time that we all appreciated and loved certain albums. And there's some different element to writing a piece of work that's that length Mm -hmm. that still has a level of cohesiveness. And that's what we're aiming to do in the next 30 days. That's amazing. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of work. It's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of late nights. But that's what we need at this point. We've been a band for four years and it's just enough is enough. We've been kind of talking about it and dancing around it for forever. And so now we're finally putting our money where our mouth is. That's fantastic. Well, that's very exciting news. And when are you starting this endeavor? We need to discuss that. Matt thinks it started already. I think we might need to start Monday. Monday. But we all have the mentality of like, yeah, it's already started and we've kind of been at it. We're pulling some long days here and it's, we're coming up with some good songs and we'll have to send you some songs. We love hearing feedback from people, what they're feeling and what they're not. And you won't hurt our feelings if you're like, no one should ever hear this song ever. So, well, first of all, I would never, ever say that. ever you have to if you don't like it let us know i'll I'll be honest but i'm not gonna be like just because one person's opinion like what i would love and what somebody else would love do you know what i mean yes that's and that's i could absolutely tell you what i love yeah she loves foo fighters i know that okay Uh, (laughs) we we love that about music because like i told my parents that we had follow me uh debuting on k-rock and they're like oh good 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 i was like what you guys aren't happy and and my mom's like well what about your other songs <laughs> why is she talking I, what about them and she's like oh you didn't want to play any of those i'm like what are you talking about it's follow me it's our latest single and she's like oh okay yeah i'm yeah. um, just really quickly follow me has been stuck in my head for maybe 15 years now and it oh, won't fuck wow. off it won't oh go gosh. out of my head it's really <laughs> amazing it's so like it's not annoying it's uh-huh. annoying that it's, it's stuck worm. in my head yes but it's we're, a fantastic we're waiting song. for that to take off as like the tiktok theme song so if you know anybody yeah okay I, I, on tiktok it makes sense you know no, just will, like will as you follow me like hit the follow yeah, button oh, you oh, it's, per- oh, it's freaking perfect yeah you know it. it's very on the nose so you brought me trent to the next question which is <gasps> k-rock because you were on Locals only for, what, three weeks, four weeks? Shoot, I think it was like think six. It was a month, maybe longer. Yeah, yeah, it was a long that, time. And K-Rock, for people who don't know, K-Rock is a huge, to me, it's a huge rock station. Yeah, I mean, station it's a huge deal for us. Yeah. 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 Um, boy, so it'd be a huge deal for anybody. because I suppose so, yeah. <laughs> I acted like it wasn't a big deal. And then when we got announced, number one, I freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> there's a video on it go to our instagram and it's like the funniest thing of trench is like freaking the fuck out it's great it's like yeah. i think the white hairs like flew off his head yeah. the ceiling and came back that down was so great because it's like i don't know you you get a little jaded in, in the industry or you get jaded in life and it's a little been there done that but we all grew up listening to k-rock well most Absolutely. of us i'm sure jeff did once he moved here when he was mm-hmm. 18 but yeah k-rock was on all the time when i went to school when i came back from school whenever like i started listening to it when i was in sixth grade so Mm -hmm. to have our band be announced on there and cat corbett said a little spiel about us and have us be on there for six weeks was such an honor yeah it was really great i uh i grew up you know playing this game that ted striker one of the djs on the on the on k-rock uh he does out of order and a couple other shows and he was the narrator for this one of my favorite video games as a child so i didn't 
I did, before I, I could understand what voiceover work was, mm-hmm. I like loved this game. And like his, his voice was always in the back of my head because it was a, a racing game, right? I moved to Los Angeles. I get in my car and I turn on the radio and he is like the radio DJ that comes on. And it, I freaked out because my, my childhood brain was mm-hmm. like, what? And now we like chat with him on Instagram and like, I'm sure he's heard our tracks because Cat Corbett was playing them for so long. And it's just like, you know, it's definitely like one of those small time, like childhood dream achievements, but yeah. yeah, and it was amazing. We met some really great people. We met some great bands and it was super cool to have, you know, supporters and family members from the Poe fam vote for them, you know, overseas and stuff. It was mm-hmm. really cool. It was, it was a really special moment for sure. Matt, what's your K-Rock story? What's my K-Rock story? Yeah. What is it? Like, I mean, cause you seem very chill. Were you like, just like, whatever? It's all chill. Or were you <laughs> just there, like, what's the next station but inside were you secretly like <laughs> no, I'm oh just my kidding. God, i was oh my God. freaking out because i mean like um yeah it was just like we'd been on the radio before but it was it was for um klos 95.5 stare go and it was like for a song that i mean it was like the early stage yeah kind yeah. of the sound that we were going for and when we finally had a song that was the sound that we wanted as a yeah. band it got on k-rock and it just it's like you put something on pen and paper and you're like, oh, it's not going to be on the billboard. Suddenly it's on the billboard. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's how I felt like I, it, it's hard to process sometimes when like something that you put a lot of work in or you as a group work together with mm-hmm. like other people start listening to it and you're just like, what do I feel? Yeah. Um, I was, um, it took a while for it to sink in, but I think it was until like the next day I was like, oh my God, this is on K-Rock. Yeah. Yeah. People who don't know us are listening to us now. Yeah. And Matt's being super modest. He freaking wrote the beginning of the track that was played. I remember when he showed it to me, he was listening to 21 Pilots. They had a song called Car Radio and he's like, dude, this progression is super emotional. Let's see if we can do something with it. Yeah. And then- Did you write the hook too? Like the melody? Dun, 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 dun. He was playing it on oh, yeah. piano. On piano. Yeah. yeah. That's right. So I he's being super modest. Very, I can tell he's modest. He's chill. He yeah. is. Yeah. A lot of times that's that's cause what, what, kind of, what kind of tea are you drinking, Matt? Uh, yeah. Positive energy. <laughs> I'll have a I'll positive honest, energy. I'll yep. be like brutally honest. I have a hard time dealing with fame. <laughs> I have a really hard time with it. It's been rough on him. It's really tough. Like, uh, I try to not be that guy that's like, that's right. I wrote this song. Yeah. It freaking moved people. I'm a lyrical yeah. genius. <laughs> yeah. I, always, I think that's a good quality you have because you don't want to be like one of those dicks who's just like, uh, yeah, that's me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, humble know I mean? confidence yeah. you know yeah. is, is, humble is the place in the nice and... it's like Kendrick yeah. Lamar always said be humble yeah yeah you know? that's not slapping lattes out of people's hands or anything yet so <laughs> it's yet. good yet get the latte out of my pants <laughs> that, that is when it comes to shooting music videos though I love yelling that out where's my fucking latte <laughs> he's really good at that yeah he's just the money you know what I mean he's he, he pays all the talent and he's just the money and that's that's all he is yeah. But it was it was super special because especially for them to be playing follow me like locals only has always been like the hip like nighttime thing to listen to because that's where all the up and coming artists are played and like sometimes they break bands and stuff like that. Uh And it was really cool for them to be playing this song that was very much an anthem for uh, mental disorder, you know, people that struggle with bipolar disorder and things like that and, and depression and it was really cool, you know, to try and write a story from from that character's perspective and then for 
for people to reach out to us and be like, Hey, I heard this really amazing song on the radio and it like really hit me. I'm like, okay, that's, that's what you want. That's like, what we want. You know, we, we, I think we want the me. earworm stuff, but we also yeah. want, you know, and it was cool because it, it comes on late at night and that's yeah. kind of when people tend to be in their feels and stuff. So, <laughs> in and, the they like, feels. <laughs> and they reached out and, it, and that's, that's the greatest part about, you know, the old school radio mentality is that just, yeah. you know, people hear your music and then they reach out to you and you have social media and anybody can contact you. And it's been really amazing. So, so you're, you're you, organically bringing me on to my next question, Joe. Wow. Uh, which is you have you've got a really good following. Oh, thank got, you. Like on Instagram and Twitter. Um you Definitely. have That's pretty cool. What was I say? Really good following. Five million. And yeah, then you have um I don't know what you call them, but you call your fans like the Poe family or something? What do you call yeah, them? Yeah, we call them the Poe fam, the you po know, fam. our supporters. Um you know, fan is like a crappy term because yeah. we're all fans of everything, but it's like, it's way more impactful when these people reach out to us and they become part of what makes this band so special. And to us, I know other bands do this, but to us, it's about community. It's about building up, you know, from the ground up. We want the people that have been here with us from the beginning to enjoy in all of the success and mm -hmm. they stick around. And I think that's because we, you know, we, be authentic and we you know share yeah. love with them and they share love with us and we definitely consider them to be family and it's you know fan is kind of like a, a weird term because i don't i don't really think of them as fans and nor do yeah. these guys yeah. they're more like friends and family that really just have been nothing but gracious to us and we try to be as gracious back but yeah and well, not see, only that i'm sorry go ahead no you you carry on i i was thinking about like how they inspire us as well like yeah. we mm -hmm we'll be thinking about songs to write and topics to write about. And a lot of these people will reach out with their stories. And I find myself wanting to write about those things because they're real stories about real people. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they're things that we're going through or they're going through and it's something that we could all share. And so again, yet yeah, calling them fans is just weird. You know, we're, we're a family, our family inspires us and mm -hmm. we inspire them. And it's this like great unit that goes on. Well, I do love, this is, I, you just tickled me pink. Is that a British expression? Yeah, I'm never Is heard it? that. I'm, I'm going to use that from now on. Pink. He tickled me pink. Um, when, I don't know if I need to explain that. Do I need to explain that to no, you? No, I think okay. we're um, When you were, I can't remember, probably like a couple of months ago, you were doing Zoom meets with your yeah. fam. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm saying family, fam. Oh, fam, fam. Um, like For your po fams. Yeah. And I just thought that was really fucking cool. Thank that you. you just did like little zoom get togethers and anyone could join and it was just like a kickback sesh mm -hmm. and i just i loved that i yeah. thought that was really fun that you just opened up and everybody you, and was just like oh just join us and we're gonna do a zoom meeting and yeah blah, blah, it's so blah. great to have you in there too you know it was awesome for yeah, you to, for to join in. us and and do the questionnaire and do the quiz it was awesome <laughs> to have you you know, not just three celebrities there's four celebrities in the zoom hangout so very cool um, no we, i mean we make music for them and yeah. it, they obviously have shown us so much so much support and that's something simple that we can do and 
you know, if it makes them feel like they are a part of something bigger, then that's great. And so many of them, you know, communicate with each other on social media. And it's like, you know, people in France are talking with people in Brazil about us and we're in Los Angeles and it's like amazing. And uh, it was really cool to see their faces and, you know, to see, you know, where they, their, their homes and stuff like that. And like what, what they do on the day to day and just kind of, you know, talk and get to know each other. And we, we like to use that as a platform to like, play songs for them that haven't been released so like we played heartstrings for them before it came out Mm -hmm. and it was just cool to see everybody rocking out and um it's really special so you know we hope to continue doing that and we know that they enjoy that so we'll definitely be doing it yeah and and moreover i think also we're trying to do this thing and I, i think it's happening naturally or hopefully it is that we're trying to create like a safe space for these people that maybe don't feel like they belong to any kind of group or kind of always feel a little left out. Mm -hmm. And I know I kind of felt that as a kid that I never really belonged to any one group. And so now I'm like, how do I make this group where it's all, all encompassing and like all anyone can join it and feel comfortable and feel like they belong. And so I think the zoom hangout is kind of part of that where it's like, Hey, if you feel like you don't really belong anywhere, you definitely belong somewhere with us. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Um, this is completely super random, but I Please. remember talking to you, Jeff, about this years ago. Okay. But when COVID is all over, I just personally think that you guys should go to the UK and do a university tour. Yes. And I don't know if you know anything about uni tours, but you go to all the different universities and they have really, really good venues. And that's how just so many bands. Have you heard of Biffy Claro? Yeah, absolutely. So like they're, I remember they're on Rock they did, This and all the all the yeah. playlists. So they're a Scottish band, but I remember they did a uni tour. And it's in the UK. That's how a lot of bands just fucking go up notches and notches. Because is that the right word? Notches? Yeah. That notches, sounds, yeah. It's a good okay. one. It's a good one. Um yeah, right. but yeah, and I remember saying that to you years ago, Jeff. But I feel, I feel like that's what you should do. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah, we cannot wait to do some overseas stuff. We're actually, you know, tapped in with this band, Charming Liars, who's from the UK. And uh, the guitarist is one of our producers, and he's a good friend, Carnig. And, uh, shout you know, out to Carnig. Shout out to Carnig. Always over order. Yesterday. It was. Happy birthday, yeah. Happy birthday, Carnig. Happy birthday, Always over order. <laughs> that's, his, that's his saying. <laughs> yeah. He's incredible. He's like six foot four, six foot five, and he's just like he incredible. He's a Lebanese Armenian with a British accent, but nevertheless, uh, incredible band, Charming Liars. Check them out. So we're hoping that maybe they take us on tour, or we, you know, take them on tour, <laughs> something, something of the of the sort. So that's why I was gonna I was gonna ask you. You got to teach us some of the some of the Essex slang or the uh, the you know over the pond kind of stuff. Well, I will. Um, but before I do that, there's um, just really quickly. If you go to London, I think sure. it's called the Dublin Castle in Camden. Mm-hmm. I hope it's still open. Um, but Travis, that's where Travis, I, do you know Travis? Yes. I'm assuming you just know all these bands, another Scottish band. Oh. Um, but they got picked up. A lot of people get picked up in this pub because wow. it's so weird. People look down upon like playing in pubs and stuff, but these pubs have like legit venues, legit like setups. Yeah. People get signed in these places. Wow. Crazy. So just saying, just throwing that out there. Okay. Um, Essex sayings or slang. You know just what? a simple Essex girl. My my husband asks me stuff all the time because he's is like, "Why are you from here?" He's, yeah, he's from American. here. Okay. Um, but well, I'll say something one day, and he'll be like, "Why have you never said that before? Why are you holding out on me?" 
<laughs> and I'm like, uh, sorry, sorry. Lo- you um, say lovely jubbly. Lovely which jubbly. Is quite lovely jubbly. Uh-huh. And yeah, that's, that's like, like that's from Only Fools and Horses. It's a British. It's a British TV show that is fantastic. Super iconic. Yeah. In England. Kind of guy, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send you some links because it's, I think it's Downton Abbey. It's right? you, ever, you ever use Splendid? Splendid, yeah. Splendid. Splendid. Mm-hmm. Or do you know? Do you guys know what about... fit is? No. Fit. Fit. Can you explain fit? Fit. You're fit. well fit in it. She's fit. Like she's it's fit. like a, she's like she's hot. hot. Yeah, she's yeah. hot. Oh yeah, she's in I, shape. I that makes sense. No, like, but she's like, yeah. fit is hot. Oh okay. Yeah. Yeah, fit is hot. Uh, butters, your butters. butters. Means butters? you're a minger. You're a minger. A minger is Somebody not fucks very up. attractive. Yeah, not a very attractive oh. person. My my favorite oh. is bollocks. 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 Yeah. bollocks. Bollocks. That's older though, right? It is older. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, all the ones I'm telling you right now are probably so outdated. How about what did it, what does it mean to you to table something? Table something. Yeah. Isn't that just shelf something? Yeah. For later. Interesting. Interesting. That's what I would have thought. The table the conversation. Yeah. Because I had a I had this business class that taught you like the differences of businesses in other countries, and they were saying in England, it, like to table something is to bring something to the table, Ooh. and oh. in the United States, when we table something, that means like we're taking it off the table. Ooh. Interesting. Yeah. Never did business. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. don't know. The real debate, though. The real debate. <laughs> Fucked if I'm not. Schedule, not schedule. Wait, mm. so I always say, I always say schedule, but I think I was always saying it wrong. No, that's correct. You've yeah. been saying it correctly. Well, that's the American way. Yeah. So you guys say schedule. No, we no, say schedule. No, schedule. Schedule. So okay, so we I think. was saying it wrong in England. Yeah. Because yes. in England you say sh- schedule, mm-hmm. and I would always say schedule. Now, garage. Garage. There you no, go. It's garage. <laughs> You know what? An, another good slang someone told me is knackered. Knackered, yeah, right knackered. I like, I like that one a lot. Yeah. What the heck is that? <laughs> you can figure it out. Come on. That, you two made that up. No. And you're in on it. No. <laughs> I texted her before the show. Come so on. So I, I told somebody that what I Eat was up? told as a teen what that actually meant. Uh huh. But then they didn't believe me, so I googled it, and it just says you're really, really tired. Uh huh. But I oh. got told something differently. What? What'd you get told? What were you told? Um, is you're tired after you've shagged someone. Oh. But I got told that as a teen, and I don't know if that's true anymore, because when I, like I said, when I Googled it, I was like, oh, it just says you're tired. Right. So I felt like a ruddy idiot. Oh, my gosh. For, for saying that. Well, we're, thank you. We're, we're officially prepared for our Essex Grand Tour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bollocks. I'll, I'll give you some more another time. I, just, I can't even think of it. What was that, Lynn? I said I'll, I'll think of some more and send you some. Okay, please right do. now, I'm just like, it's honestly, anytime my husband's just like, tell me some more. I'm just like, I, it, they just come naturally. You should. I um, can't. I can't. You should make it into a bit. And you should bit. come up with ten Essex slangs and then uh-huh. ask your listener what they mean and see how many they get right or wrong. That's. You know what? I'm gonna start doing that. Yes. Do um, it. All right. I'm good. That's that. Thank you. Trent, of course. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you, Will. <laughs> her nephew. We know her too well. Great callback. I was like, who the hell's Will? Yeah, that was like years ago. That's amazing. Will McCordy Culkin. Who are you, Jeff? Mm. Who I are? think, yeah, who do you think he looks like? I don't know. I don't know. The guy from uh, Looper. What's his name? <laughs> Looper. Joseph Gordon Levitt. Joseph Gordon Levitt. I always say Alex. No. Turner. No, Joseph Gordon Levitt. 
I would be I, I could do Alex Turner. He's I mean, we're just white. The lead the singer, singer of the Arctic, Arctic Monkeys. Monkeys. Oh, okay. I know who they are, but I just don't yeah. know. We're obviously bigger fans than you are. <laughs> I like a couple of their songs. I'm not sure. Not a massive fan. Um, question, random question. Yes. What like what is it that you like about music? I'm always curious. You're talking about our songs and how they made you feel like you were in college again. What what does that mean exactly? So when I was a teenager, okay, so yeah, that's a good question. When I was a teenager, I was bullied in high school, in sec- which is secondary school, and I didn't really fit in anywhere because I don't know. I just I don't know. I just I didn't really fit in anywhere. And I remember I got into this band called Cooler Shaker mm-hmm. and Ocean Coliseum, and I was big into Blur and Oasis. But I nice. got into like the indie rock scene when I was like fourteen, like late thirteens, fourteen. And so music really like, I found my nest and my feet in music. And then I met my friend Marie. I think we were 14 when we met and we just completely jived over music. That's all we talked about. That's, that was our thing. Mm. And then I was 15 when I first heard my first uh, Foo Fighters song, which is now tattooed on my arm because it's like such a huge like, you know, when music just resonates with you? Yeah. Yeah. And was it times like these? Uh, no, it's uh, Learn to Fly. Uh, Even though term- times like this, times like these, yeah. So times good. like these is just <sighs> classic. Classic. It is. It's a classic song. Do you blubbers for that song? I, I do. I blubbers. Listen I listen to it a lot, actually. <laughs> um, but Learn to Fly was one of my favorite my first favorite songs of theirs Mm -hmm. and then i just saw them everywhere went to see them at reading festival and in london whenever i could blah 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 but when i went to university i started getting to like i was really big into green day as well but do you remember when american pie first came out Mm -hmm. the first soundtrack to american pie is like super indie boppy fun college music and that's what some of your songs remind me of oh wow the first american pie like yeah yeah and it's just really fun just like everything's kind of upbeat and and also kind of lit it kind of reminds me of lit wow my own worst enemy oh yeah Yeah. yes they have a bowling music video i'm pretty sure that's right and bowling for soup bowling Bowling for soup soup. i was about to bring them up yes i danced on stage with them one time (laughs) oh yes what do you, are, is Sorry, somebody my, in there? My, my toddler just <laughs> opened the door. Okay. What's up, Thomas? <laughs> He's out now. But yeah, Bowling for Soup. So it's just like that type of vibe. And it just takes me back to that period of my time, my mm. lifetime. And it's just really fun. Oh. And it just makes me really happy. Oh. Uh-huh. So when you were saying best. that we like, you like joining your fans together and just listening to their stories and making songs from their stories, I'm just like, that's fucking brilliant. Love that awesome thank you yeah. that's amazing yeah music is definitely that bridge to the past yeah like, that time capsule I think yeah. a lot of people Who... that's what they love about music is the nostalgia mm-hmm. it, it really truly and i think it was from empire records when mark says music is the glue of the world or something i think i just pulled that out my ass don't know it sounded right it sounded have you seen you... empire records no Great film. it's been you ages it. what's it what's it about a music is that 
a real record label, Empire Records. Re- record it's, store. Uh, uh, yeah, it's about a record store. Oh, gotcha. It's a really good film. You guys should watch that together. Okay. Yeah, Adam's I'm pretty list. sure I saw it when I was a kid, but yeah. that's been a really cool thing about quarantine is like dusting off movies that you thought were good when you were a kid. Not to say that this movie isn't good, but we've found the movies that weren't so great that we thought were really great when we were kids. And then we found yeah. the movies that are like even better as an adult. Mm-hmm. So um, that's definitely one that's probably going to make the list yeah. now. Scrooge. Yeah. And Scrooge. He said he oh, hated Scrooge. Scrooge. Yeah. Scrooge is the worst movie I've ever seen yeah. in my it's life. It's a classic. <laughs> it's a classic. It is classic. It's, it's no. Thank you. Uh, no, it's not. You don't know. Cinema. We had a huge debate about this. <laughs> Watch it again and okay. tell me it's a classic. All right. I wish it a couple not. of years ago. It's Just to add this in the conversation, what is like your favorite movie? Wait, no, before you answer that, I want to, you know, that thing from Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind where you could erase memories in people's heads? <laughs> I want to invent that <laughs> and Unplug then apply mic. it to the world Unplug so they forget mic. the movie <laughs> Scrooge. You're peeking. <laughs> Just want to throw that out there. If anyone has any plans, Elon Musk, hit me up. Let's go. <laughs> uh, what's my Nobody favorite? Nobody might agree with you. Yeah. Back, back to your favorite movie. I, it's Bruce, you right? know what? I have so many. I've got like five films I watch twice or once a year at least. Sure. Like I love Silence of the Lambs. Fucking deep, oh, ooh, dark, yeah. but I love it. It's yeah. fucking brutal. It but is. Anthony Hopkins and Jodie Foster. Their acting yeah. is just. <sighs> crazy unmatched good. yeah um but Wouldn't on they the other separate end, them would they separate them on set so well, she was she actually was, ter- yeah she was terrified of him yeah wow so i don't you think they ever that. yeah i don't think they ever met on set because she mm-hmm. was just so scared of him which yeah, i would be fucking so. terrified yeah. yeah uh but the other scale yeah. of that legally blonde <laughs> love it also really good i just watched that the other it's day it's so funny good. that is a classic girlfriend we were just watching the beginning of it so good uh, it's, not too long ago it's so good Bend it's such snap. a <laughs> so, yeah. with her spoon and mm-hmm. without a classic movie yeah um but i'm big into foreign films i just you know i just love films hence why i moved yeah. to la because i want to be whoop. in them whoop, whoop. that's <laughs> awesome so yeah so guys do you have anything else pressing you would like to talk about anything? no i think we've taken enough of your time i mean it's been a fantastic chat um we're just super thankful to be on with you and we're very thankful for you to be using sweet talk and oh, Jeff. um <laughs> you're you're absolutely fantastic uh you're always a bright shining light anytime i get together with you i'm always keep happy talking. to work with you you keep got talking. it uh the money just keeps rolling in, rolling in. um but yeah for anybody listening uh we're probably the passenger thank you guys so much for uh you know jamming out the sweet talk on the beginning of tea time with Linz. and you can check out our stuff on spotify and youtube and we really hope uh, you join the Poe fam. Thank you once again, Poe the Passenger. That was so much fun. I literally had a blast. I was recovering from my second Moderna shot. I was a bit out of it, but I had a really good fucking time. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Follow them again, Twitter, Instagram, at Poe the Passenger. See you next time. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. <laughs>